Hello, Crossier Pod, and welcome back to this week's episode. Yay! So, it's one, it is raining outside. Like, it is pouring down. It is literally, it's been raining since 3 3.46, I believe. And it's like, what, 7.21? And it's been off and on, but like, it is pouring down. Like, it is a whole, like, the summer shower is real right now and i'm glad because like i don't know about y'all but america needed that little i don't know if everybody else got it but my area that i i reside in needed that like extra rain and stuff but that is not what this episode is about like the weather or like asking god for rain or not this episode is about fear right fear let me remind you what fear is right before we get into anything before we get into the top, like, well, let's see the topic. Before we get into the title of this episode, before we get into the depth of this episode, before we get into some analogies of this episode, metaphors, and then some scriptures. But what this is mainly about is fear is an unpleasant, often strong emotion, right? Used by anticipation or awareness of danger and accompanied by increased automatic activity. I hope I said that right. Automatic activity, right? There are four different types of responses to fear. One is flight, right? One is fight, one is freeze, and then one is fawn. This episode today is dedicated to fawn, just because the others, I don't really have, I have knowledge of them, but the others aren't really, I don't, it, it doesn't occur a lot in my life to fight, flight, or free, well, to certain circumstances, it doesn't occur a lot in my life, those three. But fawn is something that I, that I see occurs a lot in my life and in other people's lives, from talking to people about fear, from expressing my own fears about certain things, from just, like, for real, like, a lot of my friends deal with fear and anxiety, and I researched it, and it was, like, basically fawn, right? And mainly, the, the thing that they were fearing was I'm not really gonna put anybody out there, but like the thing that they were fearing, they were fearing was like being something, something differently, or putting themselves out. Like there's so many different things that go into ba- the basics of fun, which like the the fear response. And in my case, fun was trying to please the trigger of said fear. So that I could fit the script or that other people could fit the script. Like this is something that is very normalized in our generation. It's trying to fit in with everybody else and trying to do what everybody else does. But as I've said in like previous episodes, we can't really as if you're a part of like the environment and the community that I'm setting for this podcast and then just this awareness like God and and just everything holy and stuff like that we cannot be like the world right we cannot have so one we talked about we cannot be like the world right i talked about um have that we have a light you know from god that is inside of us that shows that we're different from people and the next thing i want to talk about was the fear that we all seem to have a lot of which we shouldn't as said in the bible we shouldn't really have fear but again we're human, you know, fear is something that's triggered easily by simple things because of what other people 
have done, said, or think, you know? And so another way to describe fawn, which is fawning, is when an individual tries to avoid or minimize, minim, minimize, minimize distress or danger by pleasing and appeasing the threat, right? So like, like let, let me just put it into like simple terms, you know, let me not dumb it down, but like, let me just say like something so real that happens to like a lot of people, including me. If you're on Instagram and you see like, let's say the latest trend or like somebody from your school has posted like boy or girl, posted a like a dope picture or something or they put something on their story and and then you look at your stuff and you see like you don't post like them all now then you start feeling insecure and anxious and afraid of what other people like think when they look at your account right so just by looking at somebody else so now you're going to try to change yourself to please and appease the other people who have unknowingly caused you this amount of fear and emotion and distress that you have going on in your head. Because at the end of the day, fear is just conflict with self, right? It's just chaos in with self, right? So as I'm going back to the beginning, right, I named this like note spread on my laptop. I named it Dear Fear. Now, I don't know what I'm telling fear. I'm going to be straightforward. I don't know exactly what I'm going to express to my fear, but at the end of this episode, maybe I'll like get an example or like an idea of what I'm trying to tell fear because in this state, fear to me is basically just the enemy and he's just trying to like like he's just really trying to push in doubt and anxiety into your missions over that. anyways and it's like thundering outside it's crazy but I love thunderstorms and I get the best like the best inspiration during thunderstorms like I've been so productive so far that is a lie my room is a mess but anyways so like I was saying there are four types of different responses to fear flight fight freeze and fawn in this case Fawn is the one I'm really going to kind of like dabble in, talk more about because fight, flight, and freeze is more uh, self-explanatory. Fight, you just, you know, fear is also disguised as anger, right? So you can basically, you know, you're going to fight if you're scared. I don't know how that makes sense, but it makes sense. Flight, you know, your your utmost reaction, you're ju- like, like, let's say like a jump scare. That's what I've kind of put with like flight. Freeze, you're afraid, you'll freeze. Like, People say they have like sleep paras, thingies. I personally don't, I, I'm blessed to not have that. But in that case where you like freeze and you can't move, think, speak anything, that's pretty much freeze. And then fawn isn't, everything else, like I said, is so self-explanatory. Fawn isn't as much because it's more so just there. Like it's just a word. Like there's like, like, ugh, I don't know. Anyway, so like I said before, fawning is when you try to please the trigger of the, like what happened, like the fear, right? So you're just basically in this scenario, in this episode, trying to fit the script, right? And as believers, some things that we try to do, we try to always tie it back to our old self or like our generation just to get either more likes or more views or 
more people just to see it. But at the same time, we also get scared of generally everything that our generation does. I'm not scared, but we're really thinking and we get like maybe insecure about what happens with, because it's hard like trying to be of the world, trying not to be of the world. And as a believer and as a teenager, it's even harder because so many more attacks will happen due to the fact that you're vulnerable and you're more open to a lot of things because you are quote unquote still a kid, right? So I also looked up fawning again and fawning, I don't think I said this one already. Did I say this one? No, I didn't. This is a good one. Fawning is a fear response where the brain, I said brain so heavily, where brain decides to try to try and please whoever or whatever is triggering the fear response to prevent them from causing harm, right? So to prevent you, you're, you're trying to fit in to prevent rejection, you know? You're trying to fit in to, and not saying you're, but like, this is me. Like, I'm trying to fit in to reject, like, not to reject, to prevent um, any type of hurt or pain that could happen from not being as someone else, you know? For not fitting in someone else's script, right? So, like, all my life, fear has been, has had an appearance in every thought process, every major event, every subtle moment, there was fear. And, but fear, fear isn't a friend, right? Normally, when you feel a presence, you would want it to be God. But all the times, well, that happens. And fear is something that seems to seep its way into our generation easily because of what we see. And because of what happens around us and because of what we were birthed into in this earth, right? So fear is not a friend. Let's settle that. Fear is not a friend. We don't use, we don't, we don't condone fear, right? Fear is a diversion from your, from your calling or your assignment that just seems to grab hold of people in our generation more so than anything else. So it, it basically, because fear can stop somebody from saving somebody I'm just going to leave it right there. Fear can stop somebody from saving somebody. It's that simple. Because you're afraid of putting yourself out there. You're afraid of this platform. You're afraid of that platform. You're afraid of these people. You're afraid of those people. And come to think of it, that's exactly where God's going to send you, right? God's going to send you exactly where you don't want to be, exactly where you're afraid of being, because it's in his will to do his good work, right? And that's what we're sent here to do, right? So fear cannot be a contestant in our mind. It just can't. So it just it just it it has no terrain, no rain in our in like our presence. It cannot be with us. And but when fear does happen, we begin to feel doubt, and we fear. Like for me, something that happens to me a lot is I get doubtful or anxious or insecure quickly because I'm I'm not really gonna claim myself as an overthinker. But I, I, I do overthink in certain situations and certain, certain, certain circumstances. And I also fear about my future because I'm 16. The world is ending. Like, oh my God, the world is like so wicked right now and I'm only 16. So being a 16-year-old in a world that was not meant for you, being 16 in a world that does not have time left, being 16 in a world full of fear, you're going to obviously pick up even the slightest 
on a bit of it, you know? So we just, like, I begin to feel anxious in moments and situations because of what happens, like, what I see happens to others. So if I see, like, influence, like, I have a, a lot of influencer friends and seeing how they develop fear or how they work through fear or how they try to at least push and maneuver through it, I I step back a little bit because I see the pain and the the like the hurt and the drama that they have to go through to get to where they are or get to where they're going. And I'm like, oh yeah, God <laughs> I don't know if that's for me, dude. Like I cause I, I'm gonna talk to God like he's a brother. Like because for me, I talk to Jesus like he's a brother. I talk to God like he's a father, because he is. And they're all the same person. But anyway. I like, I like, I, I say, I'd be like, dude, dude, don't send me there. Don't make me do that because you already know I'm, I'm going to have a full-on attack, panic attack, just from standing beside a group of, of gals or guys, just because I'm just, I'm not built for presence or stage presence or just public speaking or anything. And it's weird because he's, I've told him that, I've said that multiple times. But he's always put me in those predicaments. So like ninth grade year, right? I was in chorus. I've been in chorus since I was in sixth grade. I do like to sing a lot. But I was in chorus in ninth grade in high school. And I had a few song selection, like solos, and then I had some duets. But for some odd reason, <laughs> some reason, my quiet, my, my teacher to this day, I love that man. I will, I, that man, he is amazing. He's God sent because he helped a lot of kids and he helped me really break out of my shell. But I, he, so I was singing with one of my friends. <clears throat> it was a duet and I was an alto, right? But I took the tenor part to match my other friend because he's a guy. So we both matched our tenor notes, but he kind of was an alto. But yeah, I don't know how we, we just changed the narrative, you know? But it was from the movie The Greatest Showman, right? And it was, what's his name? The guy that played Wolverine, Hugh Jackman, I think that's his name. And it was um, From Now On. So like, from now on, these eyes will not be blinded by the lights. Yes, that song pretty much. And I like, I was singing that song in class and I guess we did so well, good enough. I mean, I have videos and we do sound, mm -hmm, we ate, we devoured with that song but I didn't expect him to make me sing it in front of the whole school. I did not like that. I did not, I didn't, I wasn't vibing with that. I didn't like it. I didn't want to do it. And every time he would make me do it, like every time we were practicing on the, in the auditorium for it, I was like, look, man, cause there was, I was fine singing in front of people cause I, I did it before, but I wanted it over with cause I was ninth grade and it's high school. It's different than middle school. Middle school singing in front of people, I was perfectly okay with. High school singing in front of people, child it was hard and heavy that like those couple of months because we we practiced practice like we equipped ourselves like we had a whole concert but literally because there was a high like the we split the song up into two right and there was the second part of the song and there was a high note and it was like I had to hold the note when I tell you I did not I did not like that because I used to be a soprano in middle school but I changed because obviously, but I was like, I was telling my teacher, I was like, bro, look, because I used to talk to him like he was my brother because he's kind of like, I was like, bro, look, 
this high note, you're gonna have to take it out. You gotta take it out or take me out. No, take it out because it is taking me out. It was, it was, it was, it was bad. And mind you, I took the tenor note of the, the, the song. So shifting from tenor to a soprano, high note, whoo! Whoo! I did it though. I did it though, which is what I was gonna say. I did it though, but I was afraid that I was gonna mess up. And don't get me wrong, I did. <laughs> I messed up many times during practice. I, I remember I used to, um, when it was coming, because before that note, I was singing wonderfully, well, perfectly, you know? I, I, take, I take notice of, I give credit to where credit is due. I was singing really nicely. But when that high note was coming up, and then the choir behind me, they started getting quiet when that high note got up. So I was like, uh-uh, y'all ain't going to hear this from me today. Yeah, I'm going to say, y'all not hearing this from me. Not Nevaeh Green. No, no, sir, no, ma'am. So I would, I would push the microphone literally away from my face whenever that note came up. And my teacher would always look at me. He'd be like, Nakaya, look, I know, you, I know you don't like this note, but I'm going to need you to sing it. And I sung it, but I let fear take hold of me so long while practicing and singing that note with my friends and my like teachers. Because I used to sing that song every single day just to get the high note. And I was like, look. Something in my head was telling me at night. It was like telling me, you, you can't, you know, you're not going to hit that high note. You're going to embarrass yourself in front of that whole school. Did I? Did I? I did not. I did not. And you want to know what the funny thing was? The funny thing was another song I had was Halo by Beyonce. I had the high part for that. I had the soprano part for that, right? Because my best friend was singing it with me. Shout out to Brianna, bro. If you're listening to this, love you, girl. But anyways. My best friend had like an alto tenor type, type of note, and I kind of had an alto, but I mainly had it like, I had I had a soprano. It was high, bro. And you know, in that song, it was also another high note, but I was more comfortable with that. And after singing from now on and hitting that high note, I don't know, like the fear kind of like dimmed down to the point where I was able to sing more openly and just be more expressive with my voice and more, like less, like I had more emotion with that song. Like normally when I sung, I didn't have emotion. Like I would just stand there, sing, get it over with. But I'm working more with getting fear out of the way. Cause one, I hate standing in front of people. I, I think everybody, like I think everybody in their lifetime has like that fear of, I don't want to stand in front of these people, like these certain people. I was fine standing in front of teachers and singing that one day, but then standing in front of the whole student body, everybody, Everybody was staring at me, phones out, pointing up. You go, girl. You go, Nemea. You got this. No, I don't. And I'm like, I, no, I don't. I don't. I don't. But I did. But I don't. But I did. So that was pretty much like kind of another moment of fear that kind of happened. And like, I, there's so many moments in my life where fear kind of took hold and made me stop doing what I did. Like, so I used to be a cheerleader, right? And I love cheer. Like, cheer was my, I, I honestly wanted to, I was watching cheer shows. I was in cheer shows. I, I wanted to be, I wanted to pursue cheer, right? Make it, like, professional. Like, be professional with it. But there was this group of gals, and I was a youngin', and they were just, like, they were looking at me. I was looking at them. They looked at me. I looked at them. They were like, oh, you don't look like a cheerleader. I don't know. What did they say to me? Oh, you're too weird to cheer. Or 
you know, you, you, you just, you don't fit the script, right? You, you don't, you don't fit with us. So maybe you should go over there with the little kid and cheer. What? What? So, so I, I, in that moment, like a lot of those situations happen to me a lot. And I honestly wonder what those girls are doing to this day, because I don't, I'm not in contact with anyone up there except for my mama. Cause she was a cheer. She was one of the cheer coaches, but I'm not in contact with anybody and I don't want to be for real for real because they were mean. <laughs> they, they hurt my feelings like a lot. And I actually, I still have the tracksuit from that cheer that day. I look at it all the time. I'm like, dang, I could have been something good. Like toe touch spread. Like I could have perky. I could have been something good, but I let fear get in the way and push me back because of what somebody said or because I didn't fit in with that specific group. And then as I grew up, I looked around, I was like, all the cheerleaders kind of like, not bashing any cheerleaders, but like they kind of, the ones in my area, you know, they kind of shifted into more of a, less of a cheer for the team, more so, less of let's get this dub and let's just, let's, let's wear a tight skirt, half dress, we, mm, let me stop, weave out, <laughs> full face of makeup. No, no, no moves. Let's let's just get home. Let's go party. Let's go party hardy. No, I don't like that. I don't. I didn't like that. And a lot of people were asking me like, "Where are you gonna pursue? Like, where are you gonna cheer this year? Like in tenth grade?" Like, nah, I'm good. I'll be all right. I'll I'll stick to my academics. And literally after that like encounter with fear, I stopped every sport. I stopped cheer. I stopped soccer. I was gonna do volleyball. I didn't. I stopped volleyball. I was done, done. I said, mm-mm, mm-mm. Thank you to that group of girls, cause y'all broke, <laughs> y'all broke me, bro. I can, I can contest to that. I've been delivered from that, but y'all, be mindful what you say to people, because sometimes it's hard for people to even put themselves out there, and then for you to bash them for putting themselves out there. You know, it gets a, it's a little, gets a little shaky. You know. You know, faith gets a little shaky, but I can, I can remember this and I can say this at that time in my life, I did not have Jesus. I mean, I did because my mom was making me go to church, but other than that, I refuse to be incorporated with anything with him. I refuse to be any, like I refuse anything with him. I remember one time I was like, yo, I was like, I just don't want, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be like them. I don't want to go to church. I don't see, this is pointless, right? And at the time, you know, I was, it was wilding out, it was doing me, but Lord, no, that did not work out in my favor. It did now because now I'm better, but I let the fear of not fitting in with other people push me away from God. And I let it make me make the most worst decisions in my life. Like one random night. I was done with everything and everyone. I had the most breakdown in my room. I turned off my lights. I turned on, I remember this, and I stopped listening to her because the moment that I got saved again, I was I was like, oh, this is, this is demonic, bro. I was listening to Tony Martinez, right? I, I played, a, played like her K-12 album, and it was just going on about, uh, I think the song was Drama Club, I don't want to be a part of your like drama club. Yeah, drama club. And 
I just looked at myself in my, my small little glitter mirror I had that I made. I took the, I took a pair of scissors. I, I had locks at the time, and I cut off my locks, bro. I cut them. I cut them broke. Actually, I didn't cut them all off. I just... And it's not, like, a psycho type of moment. It was because the reason I got them, at the time, I was rebelling because of fear and, like, of not fitting in. I was rebelling. And I started cutting, like, the front parts of them, right? So I made, like, weird lock things. I had no clue what I was doing, but I cut them. And to this day, though that part of my hair is shorter. And I, I know God's making it, I'm, I know God's not letting it grow to its full potential because he's reminding me, if I go back, that's where I'm going to end back up at. And I don't want to end back up there. And I'm not going to let fear, like, dear fear, you're not going to let me go back. Dear fear, you're not going to stop me. You know, that's pretty much where this is, kind of the passion and just the like the passion for this episode kind of came from younger Nevaeh so let's give a shout out to baby Nevaeh your inner child because fear always goes back to such sad inner child does it not for me it does because every story I just told you guys was someone from someone because it's not me anymore was someone from my past except for the, the ninth grade year old the ninth grade that was like two years ago that wasn't that long but anyways because I still do have kind of like an issue with standing somewhere with a mic in my hand and having some vocals out my mouth I still have an issue with that I'd be shaking I have like I kind of like pick up my nails or something it's it's a lot but anyways back to the topic right so there's three things I figured out about fear and I'm not going to say like, oh my God, I'm such, I'm, I'm in a new discovery because no, this was already known to man, but I'm going to remind you. So let me just say three reminders about fear, right? One, fear wrecks peace. Fear, like at, fear will break your peace of mind. And remember, peace is something that God wants you to have, right? Peace with him, right? So fear is from obviously from the devil because it's not from God, right? So fear is just gonna, if it breaks your peace, it's not of him, right? Two, fear causes chaos and conflict with self. For in this scenario, fawn is when it causes chaos and conflict with self. This specific response, which is fawn, which is when an individual tries to avoid or minimize the stress or danger by pleasing people or the threat, yeah, yeah, yeah. It creates chaos and further conflict with yourself, which could tie into insecurities, anxiety, anger, depression. It just, things like that can be produced by each other, which can also be like, every negative emotion can spawn off of every other negative emotion. So if you have fear, which is obviously obviously anxiety and insecurity, it can fear it could spawn into sadness. Get worse, it can go to depression. That gets worse, it can go into literal death or anger, right? And then the third one, which was just pretty simple, right? It was it was just some like this should have been the first one because it was that simple. It just brings on insecurities for fawn. Fawn is pretty much just in my in my brain it speaks to me as insecurity 
I don't know why, but it does. It's probably just for me. You know, it's probably just a word for myself. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna keep that one. So yeah. Okay. Ways to get over fear. It's it's super it's simple. It's simple as one, two, three, uno dos tres. It's that simple. But at the same time, since it's so simple, we seem to overthink it and we seem it it sometimes it doesn't help because we have doubt. Do not have doubt in these type of situations, right? So ways to get over fear is trusting his word, trusting his word to strengthen us, to help us overcome any situation and to keep us keep moving forward, right? Right? Okay. So scriptures, (laughs) these are some scriptures that I've been looking at that I've been like sent to. These are scriptures that really speak to me. So I'm hoping it could speak to you, right? And I don't really know, I I just know the the names. So we're going to do this, okay? So, Joshua 1, ooh, yeah. So, again, these scriptures are, is basically to help you strengthen and help us overcome and just keep moving forward when fear so happens get like to get in the way because honestly it's fear is obviously going to come one or twice but it's something you can get over it's not something that's gonna that it's not something that should stay for too long you know so fear 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 this is joshua 1 9 have i not commanded you be strong and courageous do not be terrified or dismayed intimidated for the lord your god is with you wherever you go do not be discouraged do not be afraid right that is what he that's what he's telling us be strong be courageous do not be discouraged do not be terrified or intimidated terrified is a strong word because it is another aspect of fear but it's more amplified but in this case it's also you know, do not be terrified or intimidated by such. And I like the way that it wraps up with my response I was talking about, which was fawning, like fawn, because fawn, you seem to get intimidated by such and such. In this scripture, it's saying, do not be terrified or dismayed or in parentheses intimidated, which I just love. I just love that it ties back to what I was thinking, right? So let me just give you a rundown. In this scripture specifically, Joshua was basically preparing to lead God's people into the promised land, right? The Lord basically promised Joshua that if he gives him a command, he will provide the means to achieve it. On top of that, he promises his presence, which is honestly the most beautiful thing in the whole wide world. Like feeling his presence is so, it's it's just so sweet, so calming. So, yeah, 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 yeah. That was Joshua 1, 9, right? Next one on the dot is, I think there's only like three of these because I just wanted the three major ones I spoke to. But anyways, Psalms 27, verse 1. And I'm sorry, I sound like, I'm just, this episode was really, it really spoke out because a lot of people I know were dealing with this. I was like, Yo, this is something I deal with. Let's talk about it, right? 
because that's what this podcast is. Let's just talk about it. So anyways, Psalm 27, verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the refuge and the fortress of my life. Who shall I dread? A.K.A. who shall I be afraid? Whom shall I be afraid, right? So in this one, it basically tells us that one, Psalms is so elegant and beautiful because it is the mysteries of music, right? And it tells us, this one tells us that the Lord is our shelter. He is our home. When it says, the Lord is my refuge and fortress, that is fortress. It's a home, right? It's a shelter. That's a place you can find comfort in. We don't have, <clears throat> we don't have to overcome and be fearful. What? Wait, let me read back. We don't have to be fearful of everything. Like every little detail that life gives us, every trouble, every every pain, every hurt that life gives us, we don't have to be afraid of it because God is our comfort. So if you're feeling afraid, just find his comfort, find his presence, which is his word. Go to church, read your Bible, pray, pray. That is one thing that helps so much with fear. Literally helps a lot. Like, ooh, I can, ooh, okay. Anyways, Psalms, so that was Psalms 21, um, 21. That was Psalms 27, verse one. And then the next one was, I'm sorry, I'm trying to get like the amplified version. So, because I do not know this one by heart. I knew the other one's close, but I didn't know this one. Okay, Psalms 34, verse 4 through 8. This one says, I sought the Lord, and he answered me, and delivered me from all my fears. So I'm going to stop right there before we go to so verse 4. Seek the Lord. Seek the Lord, y'all. Seek the Lord through prayer. Seek the Lord through showing him your life, your lifestyle. Seek him and he will answer you and deliver you from your fears. They, verse five, they looked to him and were radiant. Their faces will never blush in shame or confusion, right? You will, you're, okay. First, I love how easy I can just comprehend this. Verse five, they looked to him and were radiant. You are a light. You look to God. You are a light to him. Their faces will never blush in shame or confusion. You will never, blushing is really when you're embarrassed, right? Embarrassment can turn into fear and an insecurity. You will never blush in shame or confusion. Confusion is conflict with self, which I also just said at the beginning of this, right? Right. Okay, okay, okay. So, Verse six, this poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him from all his troubles. I don't know about y'all, but I be letting tears flow. Yes, it may take a little bit of, you know, breaking through some walls, getting down some things, some little deliverance, some prayer here and there, but I will let those tears flow. And I will let those tears go to God as prayers or as words that I cannot speak at the moment, right? I will literally, I will cry for somebody if I must just to get a word just, just to get it sent out to god because crying to me i'm an emotional person crying to me is beneficial like in many levels and then verse seven the angel of the lord encamps i hope i said it right encamps around those who fear him and he rescues each of them 
So the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him with awe-inspired reverence and worship, worship him with obedience. Be worshiping. Worship the Lord, bro. Praise him. Give him glory. Show him. Provide him with what he deserves, right? And he rescues them. He will, he will obviously answer you because he's not going to just leave you out back. But you have to show that you're also in this, you know? And then verse 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord, our God, is good. How blessed, fortunate, prosperous, and favored by God is the man who takes refuge in him. Take refuge in the Lord. Let him be your comfort. Let him be your house. Let him be your foundation. Christ is my firm foundation. I don't want to start singing because I don't... <clears throat> ah, I'm, not, I'm not in the singing type of mood, but Christ is your firm foundation, right? Let this, let the word be your foundation. Let it help you with fear. Let it calm and ease your mind because this is him, right? So I don't like this, this helps, this this specific scripture helps tackle fear and anxiety as a whole because this is a reminder that God will deliver us from our fears. In this scripture, scriptures it was constantly mentioning deliverance 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 do not be ashamed do not be in confusion they no they will not be ashamed they will not be in confusion the poor man cried the lord heard him saved him from his troubles he rescues those who worship him with obedience who show him reverence and then literally like and the last one says how blessed is the man who takes refuge in him? Take refuge in him and all will be well. And it took me a like it took me a while to figure that out, but his presence is key to my ans like to my questions. His presence is answers to my questions. His presence is key, key are keys to the doors that I want to be open. I just have to sit with him, pray, worship him, read my Bible. Like there's there's so many things. There's not it's actually not so many things. It's easy. It's simple. And like like I said before, dear fear, you will not stop me. Dear fear, you will not control me. Dear fear, you will not stop me. Dear fear, you will not be my foundation. Dear fear, you will not have my generation. Sincerely, God's child. I'm snapping right now because I just, I, I came up with that. I'm happy with that. But anyways, yes, that is the conclusion of this podcast episode. I hope you guys enjoyed, not really enjoyed, but I hope it sat with you and you received the message that I had a little bit of. And I pray that you guys have a wonderful morning, night, or noon, wherever you are in this wonderful, wonderful world. I pray that you remember that you are loved, if not by anyone, by me. And I pray that you remember that you are greatness. You hold the keys to greatness. You just have to unlock it. So thank you for listening. Bye.